0: Welcome to the Titan Size Podcast. I'm Luke Worsham, uh, joined by the other two hosts of the Titan Size Podcast, Matthias Wadner and Will Lomas. We are, again, brought to you without a theme song this week. That will be fixed in our, our next episode, but we're here to both recap the Titans' victory against the New York Giants and then preview the upcoming game against the Washington Redskins. Since it is a short week, we're doing a, a combined episode let's just hop right into talking about the Giants game. Will, you kind of brought this up earlier the first time all season that against a bad team, an inferior opponent, the Titans in every way imaginable just took care of business.
2: Yeah. You know, we saw them completely deflate against Buffalo and Baltimore is a good team, but they, they really should not have gotten stomped out like that. But, I mean, this was the first time the Titans seemed to have a game plan, stuck to that game plan. The game plan worked, and they didn't try to do anything stupid later in the game to give it away. It was, I mean, obviously, anytime you shut a team out, it feels like a complete win because, you know, you have to get points to win the game, and a shutout is, you know, impossible to beat. So, I mean, I'm not breaking new ground there, but it felt like everything the Titans wanted to do worked. And when something didn't go their way, it was just because they were trying something new to see if it would work for later. So, I mean, it, it was it was great to watch. I, I was very happy with how the game turned out, even though 17-0 isn't like a super flashy score.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, but um, I, I was pretty skeptical about this game. I honestly thought we were going to lose just because we've been so inconsistent uh, this year, especially on the road. Um, but finally, for the second week in a row, the Titans, you know, have strung together two really dominant performances, um, and they've just completely crushed uh, two opponents that really aren't at the talent level that the Titans are. So that was really good to see, especially after that Jets game that was uh, a little too close for comfort.
0: I think probably the most important stat from the the Titans-Giants game was Saquon Barkley, 12 carries, 31 yards.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that we, we obviously we highlighted it. Uh, I'm sure every other podcast talking about the game highlighted it. That he was the guy you had to neutralize. Uh, I didn't think it would be this uh, this egregious of a neutralization. Um, I, honestly, I didn't even watch this game. I've only seen the highlights, um, and I'm going by the stats and some of the uh, advanced metrics that have come from the game. But I mean, I, I don't. I didn't. And have to and, see the and game. in
0: doing that
1: you will have already
0: learned more about
1: the Titans
0: than many broadcasters that do their games.
1: Everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually every true. Every
2: broadcaster. That is, well, except this, is weekend. So this weekend. It's so like, embarrassing. Uh, it's
0: Burleson and, uh, and Mooch, and I think Steve Burline is
1: play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually uh, excited. I like Nate Burleson.
2: Surprisingly, Mooch is the worst of that group. Uh, he was off his back foot every time I listened to it. Why Baldinger isn't doing stuff for them? Like, I, or I mean, I, that's crazy to me. I, I think he's—I mean, NFL Network, right? Like, shouldn't he be? Mm-hmm.
0: He's NFL Films, I think.
2: But but Which, only, granted, think, it's the same entity. Yeah, it's like ABC and Disney and all that. Like, he he should definitely be a part of some of those broadcasts because he's the best at breaking down Film and and I, I don't want to go on too far of a tangent, but <laughs> the point still stands that when. Yeah your announcers don't know how to pronounce the name. By the way, on the flip card that every announcer is given and gone over multiple times by all, you know, everybody around, they they are taught how to pronounce names. Yeah. If they don't pronounce them correctly, it's because they are choosing not to or because you're well,
0: something You're something interesting. Uh, okay, last thing on this issue before we get back to the Giants game. During training camp, Buck Rising, who covers the Titans for ESPN Radio in Nashville, was saying that the official ESPN Titans pronunciation guide for Mariota had it listed as Mariota, Mariota, either
2: or. Huh. What? Yeah. Really. Is that just because they? That's, that seems insane. Like, cool. I'm calling yeah, him Mariota
1: insane. for the rest of the rest of the podcast.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just that that baffles me. But
0: back to the Giants, Saquon Barkley, holding him in check was obviously, I think, the biggest key to that game.
1: Yeah, uh, I was just going to kind of finish up my point with um, you didn't really have to even watch this game um, to realize that the Titans just did a fantastic job um, on Barkley. I mean, holding him to 2.2 yards a carry is absurd. Um, and then only 6.3 yards per uh, yards per reception on four receptions. Um, that's just fantastic on 10 targets. So that is just fantastic. Inefficiency on, on Barkley and the giants part and, and fantastic efficiency, uh, on the part of the Tennessee defense.
2: Um, I don't, I don't know if we're going to ever zone in on this this week, but Rashawn Evans again. I feel like we've said this every week now and we almost should start just taking it as a given, I guess, but had another great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were very upset with the pick, uh, I guess, a month into the season, and he just looked slow and lost. That's not who this guy is anymore. Like, if you haven't been watching, trust me, he is outstanding. He's maybe the Titans' most consistent player in the front seven, including drew Casey. I, I mean, he has been dominant. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, and, and uh, his dominance has helped. I think the entire di- Titans defense by him being what they drafted him to be. Um, it, it's Tuesday when we're recording this. Do, do Pro Bowl considerations come out tonight or, or tomorrow?
1: Tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Okay,
0: so so we'll get that live while we're doing the podcast. So we'll mm-hmm. comment on that situation a little later when we have that information. Um, but as for right now, I want to talk about the Titans offense in the Giants game. Uh, We all kind of wondered how Derrick Henry would respond on the field to his Jacksonville. You know, we called it one of the best individual performances ever. And he had another insane performance, 170 yards and two touchdowns. What's different, I guess is what I'm asking. Is it as simple as he's running better? Because frankly, I think it is.
1: I think it's a combination Uh, of a couple things. First of all, the offensive line is blocking much better than it did um, during the first half of the season. Uh, Secondly, Henry is definitely running a little harder with more aggressiveness. Uh, He's not as passive um, as as he was early in the season. Uh, And I I think his vision has kind of improved. He's seeing a lot more. uh, Well, he's, he's seeing more holes open up because the offensive line is playing better, Um, but he's picking the right holes. Um, and when he bounces it outside, it it's because he has a good opportunity to do so. Um, he's not really forcing that issue,, uh, which is something that he's done for a, a lot of his young career. um but yeah, he he's been fantastic and, and when i when i uh when I looked at the box score after this game ended, and I saw he had thirty three carries, I was like, this has to be a joke because that hasn't happened since I, I think the chiefs game, but like that's Alabama. Derrick Henry type of usage that you just don't see in the NFL nowadays. I, um, I remember, so,
0: I think it was the, uh, the Jaguars game, the really cold one that he had 30
1: carries. Yeah. But he had like 57 yards or something. Yeah, like it was, yeah. it
2: was a grind.
1: Yeah. It was terrible, but yeah.
2: And you say that and everybody on Twitter was talking about how Henry should get more touches. I, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Like it was because every time he touched the ball, the offense moved, and then they bring in Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis would just run right into a defensive t- like it was. It was a bad day for Deion Lewis. Truthers for sure. Um, it, the the running game is a lot better in large part because the almost the concept of the offense is different. We we see a lot more of Taylor Lewan Wash it. Which by the way, Taylor Lewan great these last three or four games. I mean, he has been outstanding, and. Uh, he's all. He's always been very good, but this is the guy who you saw most of last year, and who you saw glimpses of in his you know first and second year. And he's been amazing. Like he's doing things that offensive tackles don't do. Like, and it's not that he's like stoning guys in pass protection. It's like he's hooking a guy who's in a seven or who's playing like a wide five when he doesn't have a tight end, which is like a full step outside of you. And he's hooking that guy. And then he's going up to the linebacker. And then he's taking these guys and pushing them into other linebackers and defensive backs. I mean, he, there are some plays you watch where he walls off effectively three or four players. And, you know, a lot of those happen on, you know, Henry's big runs, but it's, it's phenomenal to see him do what he's doing because I mean, don't, don't, forget i think it was the jaguars game uh where he was flipping off the camera because he was in so much pain that he was rolling around on the ground and they dropped a camera in his face and then 3 or 4 games before that he's hurt he hurt his foot and came right back in and uh he said he's had he's been struggling with that before he had a concussion to start the season we all remember i mean this has not been a healthy campaign for him and yet when it matters most the guy who you paid to be a leader on your team is being a leader on your team, and that that's a large part in why the running game's working is because he's taking out three or four guys, and then it's Derrick Henry on a hundred and eighty-five pound corner who's trying to pretend to dodge around him, and you know you hear the announcers talk about oh he's tr- they're trying to you know stop Henry's momentum so he can't get all the way to the outside when all he's really doing is he just doesn't want to get run over. So I mean it's a great small change in the offensive game plan, and it's a great job by, you know, two players in Henry and LaJuan, but, I mean, that's the bulk of why it's, it looks like a completely different offense. But
0: I heard, in, and on that point, I heard something pretty interesting. You know, Garrett Henry's played a lot of football. He won the Heisman Trophy at Alabama. He's in his third year in the NFL, and he obviously played in high school and and before that. I have trouble believing that after the years of football he has played, it's just now all of a sudden like, oh, that's how I should run. Okay. Like, it's not that simple.
2: No. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's different in that it feels, and we've talked about it for 18 months now, ever since this podcast's been around. Um, it, he, he, does, he does this thing where he runs like 185-pound scat back when he and then he remembers he's you know built like a truck and yeah. it's 3 250 pounds, and then he realizes he can run through people and when that clicks in his brain he's a different guy when he's trying to be Chris Johnson he's a bad football player when he's trying to be Derrick Henry he's great that that's that's what he was at Alabama that's what he you know was in flashes in his rookie with Tennessee that's the guy the Titans wanted him to be and that's the guy who's the perfect You know, lead back with Deion Lewis as the compliment, but he disappeared for 10 weeks this season. I mean, everybody acts like more touches is the key. And we've talked about that before. That's not it. I mean, they gave that guy as many touches as he deserved to get when he was getting arm tackled by, you know, 220 pound linebackers. I mean, that guy should be running those people over. It's not acceptable for him to dance at the line of scrimmage and fall forward for second nine. He should be doing what he's been doing this past two weeks. And he, I mean, credit to him, but I mean, it's not like he just learned how and to play football. And it's not like you know he finally got enough touches to prove it. It's just when he remembers what his style of play is and not what he wants it to be, then he turns into a good football player.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's had these games where he's flashed this type of dominance before. The problem is he never has gotten this type of workload before, um, like he has these, these past two weeks. Um, so, yeah, th- that's another aspect of it. Uh, we hoped we would get him that type of workload last year in the playoffs um, after that Chiefs game and string a, cu- a couple of those games together, but he was awful against the Patriots. Terrible. He just, re- Yeah, he just reverted right back to that uh, tentative, uh, non-aggressive type of running back that – um, that he's shown to be a lot in his career. So we'll see if he can keep this up. I, I mean, there's a ridiculous pace. Uh, it, it, I think it's impossible to keep this up. Yeah. Um, but in terms of play style, if he can keep it up, um, that's what I'm more uh, intrigued by. Not, not, not exactly the production.
0: And last thing on this, I think on that point, what we all want to see now is, like against the Redskins on Sunday, it's going to be pretty weather. The Titans are probably going to throw the football a lot. In a game where he only gets 15 touches due to game flow and the opponent, can he do something with them?
1: I think he can. The Redskins' defense is pretty bad, run defense at least. And I'm not sure we're going to throw the ball all that much.
0: Uh, uh, let's we get into that then. Um, all right. Why, why, why do you say that? What, what, what makes you say that?
1: I just think the Redskins are more attackable. Um, on the ground, uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley went nuts on him, um, on them, sorry. Uh, and the Redskins have just, they, they're not very, very good in, in run defense. Um, and they do have some pieces in the secondary that, that are actually not all that bad. Um, Josh Norman in particular, uh, D.J. Swearinger is a good safety. Um, so I think they're more attackable on the ground. And I think there's a game where we can control just because the Redskins don't have a, a potent offense at all. Um, and they're down to a fourth str- four string quarterback, um, a running back who's 34 years old. Uh, he still looks good, um, but uh, he's 34 years old and they don't really have all that many weapons um, in-, in the passing game. So I really think this is a game where the Titans can control just like they did against the Giants and the Jaguars um, and feed Henry and, and control the clock um, and just come away with another victory.
0: Well, your thoughts?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with all that. I, so, it's hard because the Titans' strength right now is the running game, but the weakness of the Redskins is the passing game. Uh, I could see LaFleur going into this thinking, okay, we've shown the strength of Derrick Henry. We're going to run a ton of play-action passes, which I think is the right call. But what I'm afraid is going to happen is the fans are going to be, because there is no more fan base ravenous for a player than Titans fans are ravenous for Derrick Henry to be good. Um, I, I've been in the since he's been drafted and there's a bunch of people that are just coming back from Tuscaloosa on Saturdays when you're in the stands on Sundays, they love Derrick Henry. So every time Dion Lewis gets the ball or every time it's not a run to Derrick Henry, they get a little upset if it's not a 10 plus yard gain. So if you take Derrick Henry finally hitting what they think should be his standard, which is an insane peak, and you take that and you shift it into, you know, two carries in the first quarter, and you get two field goal attempts out of it because you just shut down in the red zone and you're just taking what the defense is giving you, the fans are going to do that thing where they like kind of start to turn against the Titans, which is one of the reasons why people – question our fan bases but i mean titans fans have to understand that this running game will work and it can be a big part of our offense but it should also be the key that unlocks the passing game and you shouldn't immediately be mad at lafleur for not giving henry eight touches per game in the first quarter it just let let that play out but that That's my concern, is that the fans will want the run game, they're going to get play action, and if the Titans go three and out or don't do well early, then the fans will turn, and then it's just going to be a whole cluster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree that we should throw the ball more, but mainly just because last week we you know we stopped throwing it at halftime, essentially, because we just knew we'd pounded at, into them.
0: Uh, what's to make of this Washington team
2: on offense?
0: Because they have Adrian Peterson, who's an all-time great. They have Josh Doxon, who is the worst version of Mike Williams. And, and that's about it. They have Trent Williams, I suppose. But, I mean, it's not like that's going to impact the game. <laughs> what can they do? I mean, how in the world did they win last week?
1: Well, they played the Jaguars. So it's pretty much it's like playing a college team. It doesn't really did um, you guys see Cody Kessler's stat line, by the way?
2: Uh, more rushing yards than passing yards, correct?
1: Yeah, he, he pulled the Bortles. As I say, he'll like,
2: play Bortles. That, I mean, it's insane. It's a I, I want to dive into this real quick, that Jalen Ramsey came out and essentially said, I'm playing for myself, and I don't care about anybody else on my can't team. I can't stand my, that, dude. Like, that, for the Titans fans, there should be nobody you hate more than Jalen Ramsey. And I respect Ramsey as a ton as a player. And I have for a while, a little bit less now that he started kind of doing his own thing, but he's a guy from Tennessee playing for one of your division rivals who is actively playing a villain in the NFL landscape and also in his own locker room. Like you couldn't ask for a better guy to hate.
0: I wanted to like that guy so much because he's from Brentwood, but he's a terrible guy. I mean, I don't know that he's committed crimes or anything like that, but.
1: He's just very selfish. He only cares about himself. I mean, that's fine, um, but it's not fine to your team. Your team is going to hate you and the fans are going to hate you. So I don't know. It's a very bold strategy for him to take. Um, We'll see what they do with him. I, I don't.
0: I mean, the Chiefs, traded, like that? The, the Chiefs traded Marcus Peters, and from what I understand, he was a fraction
2: of that kind of a person. At least he was that kind of person beyond behind closed doors. Like, he wasn't that person in the media. Like, and,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I, I mean, it's, it's a bad situation. Like, I mean, you could trade him, but you're going to have to trade him for a third-round pick. And would you give mm. up? The best yeah. winner in the NFL for a third-round pick? Nah. I mean, so so. But
0: but back to the Redskins. What yeah. what can <laughs> what can Josh Johnson, if that's his name, of quarterback of the uh, someone in the AAF? Yeah. What's he going to do on no. Saturday? On Saturday.
1: Well, for those who don't know, Josh Johnson's a very mobile quarterback. Um, ever since Is he, he still. Yeah. Even though he's 32, I mean, he he's a very good on the ground. He's a good runner. Um, He's, fa- he's very fast. I, I mean, last week against the Jaguars, he had nine carries for 49 yards Um, and he's always been one of the more uh faster quarterbacks in the league, even though he's never gotten an opportunity to play just because he's not all that good at actually quarterbacking. Uh, but, but he's looked better over the past few weeks than I ever expected, especially when he had an, he hadn't started in, I don't even know how long it was, like 10 years or something. It, it was insane. Um, theres re- I don't know how much of a scouting report I could give you on him, just because there's not a lot to know about him. Um, but, I mean, he, he's fast. Um, I think he's got a good arm. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about him. I don't know what else there is.
2: Um, so... Just just a cursory glance at his stats. Um, the last time he really played anything meaningful was 2011 in Tampa Bay. Uh, his career, he's thrown five touchdowns and ten interceptions, uh, not mm-hmm. including anything he did uh, this past week. But I mean, he's probably like a run and gun kind of guy. Like, I mean, honestly, if you have to spend a ton of time breaking him down. You've got bigger problems than, you know, just that, like your team should be able to handle him like they would RG three or somebody like that. Like it it shouldn't be that difficult. You know, the Titans played Josh Allen this year, who's apparently the best running quarterback in the NFL. It's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's been great. I mean, they played Bortles who a big part of Bortles's game is running, which seems weird when you look at his body type, but I mean, that's what it is. Uh, I mean, it, they it's not like they've played stationary quarterbacks. I mean, they played Deshaun Watson, who is less of a runner now than he was in the past, but he's big at moving around in the pocket. So they've seen plenty of guys who can do a little bit of everything. They should have enough in their playbook to where even if they just scout him as a normal dropback quarterback, that they can adjust, you know, second series third series so I mean you always yeah yeah I mean you always would rather go against Colt McCoy than somebody who's really athletic like somebody who just drops back in the pocket and throws because you can defend that easier but you can also fluster those guys a little bit quicker too so I mean I probably would expect to see us especially with Logan Ryan out Mm -hmm see a slot do a lot more corner blitzes and a lot more stuff to kind of generate fake pressure just to mess with him. So it doesn't give uh, the Redskins too much time to like exploit that weakness. But I mean, like I said, if if he's the big reason that you know, you're worried or that you lose this game, you weren't supposed to win it anyway.
0: Are we going to see a battle between Josh Norman and Corey Davis?
1: Probably, yeah. I would assume so. Uh, Norma usually gets lined up on, on the team's number one receiver, but I, I don't think he travels to the slot. Um, so you could probably uh, get some mismatches there uh, with Davis in the slot, which he's been really good at this year.
2: Um, we we should talk about uh, the fact that Janoris Jenkins called out Corey Davis, and Corey Davis responded in a way that was like he essentially said he doesn't know me now but he'll know me after the game but and then he had
0: three catches for 30 yeah. Yards.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but then he, he then he did nothing but the titans also like didn't pass the ball so it's weird because it almost seemed like they went into that game with a little bit of a play i mean because you don't say that if you're going to you know if you know we're going to run it 33 times with one guy like you go into that thinking you know I'm going to be the guy on a couple of plays. But I wonder if they kept all that in their back pocket just because they knew they didn't have to use it against the Giants. Because, like I said, Corey Davis is not a guy who talks a lot of smack. So it's out of character for him to say anything. It's almost like he thought that he was going to be the counterpunch to once the Giants stopped Henry. But they never stopped Henry, so they never had to use it. Which is neither here nor there, but it's just something interesting that I, I think is good for cory davis
1: he also might have said that before uh, he saw the weather forecast so. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> that was, that was like, he, maybe he was talking about his blocking skills yeah. he'll know me after because <laughs>
0: <laughs> we spent some time last week diving into taewon taylor he had a drop you maybe can blame the weather for it i don't know but, I mean, what's to make of this guy at this point?
1: Nothing. He's just really inconsistent, and it's annoying. Yeah. He's not very good. No. He's not very good.
2: He's kind of, like, I, I sure I sure hate to put this label on him, but he kind of reminds me of Kendall Wright, where you can see him, like, if it's a game where he's going to have, like, sticky hands and going to catch the ball well, like, you can use his quickness a lot and, and the difference is, is he has actual deep speed but it's one of those games where if he start, if he drops a pass early it's almost like you know he's going to be a non-factor in the game um yeah I, I mean I, I say this today and of course he's going to have like 90 yards and a touchdown against the Redskins but I say it today <laughs> and I think there's no way the Titans should go into next year without adding one solid receiving option and yeah. make another guy and and, and I, I don't mean that in like that i would com- think they're completely safe at wide receiver but it's almost like they should add golden tate and then another boundary wide receiver um if they really want to be better on offense um but like i said Taywan ta- or yeah taiwan will have a 90 yard get- day and a touchdown and i'll think well Maybe if they just add Golden Tate, they've got enough developmental prospects. It's one of those things where I vacillate week to week, but this should be the example of, you know, it was going to be Corey Davis or Derrick Henry or, no, or a tight end. Like those were the guys they were going to throw it to at the end because they just can't trust Taywan Taylor.
1: Yeah. Kendall Wright is better than him. Kendall Wright's actually like was talented Not for, at this point.
2: Yeah, for a year. He had 1,000 yards one year, I think.
1: Nearly um, 100 yeah.
2: catches that season.
1: Mm hmm. Wild. With granted, yeah. Taywan has that- never gotten even close to the same amount of targets, but you know.
2: Was that Matt Hasselback? No, that was Fitzpatrick. Oh.
1: 2013. Yeah, dude. Fitzpatrick was awesome. I miss him.
2: Fitzpatrick's wild. Like, if you're going to have a backup, it should be Fitzpatrick. Like, he should be everybody's backup. He should
1: just because be he's like. He's good
0: when he's not the starter. <laughs>
2: yes. yes
0: he's not played
2: like he's just going to throw the ball wherever he thinks he can fit it in. Like there, there's no reason that he can't be traded even past the trade deadline and just play for every team for one week. Yep. Other than the rules.
0: Um, yeah, that that's a big barrier right there. I, I'm kind of running out of things to talk about because this is kind of a boring team. I, I mean, I suppose we could, uh, talk about the injury situation for the Titans, but there really isn't much of one logan ryan on the injured reserve i mean what do you do there
1: uh before that i was just gonna say um i feel bad because we can't really give too much in-depth analysis about the redskins but we just don't don't know know that anyone can we don't know anything about them plus all their players are injured so it's really tough what's
2: like when you're um, a third string quarterback like you don't you no longer have an identity offensively because everybody keys on the run game. And although I say that in San Francisco is doing it just fine. But I mean, usually what happens is, is you end up with a guy you never intended to start or even play any snaps at all. And by that point, you're so devastated with injuries. And so late in the year, you've almost scrapped it, but it's weird because they're like, they're still in the playoff hunt. Like, if they somehow beat the Titans, that I mean, there's a chance that they could win the NFC East yep. and, and go to the playoff. Like,
0: that's yeah, that,
2: uh, let's not talk about that, but that, I mean, that, okay, well, let's talk about this then. Uh,
1: Johnson playoff quarterback <laughs> that, like,
0: they, what's his face? The web guy started Joe
2: Webb. Uh, did Matt McCoy oh, yeah. for uh.
1: Yes he did. The Raiders, the Raiders
2: and Tom Savage too? Is that right? No, not Matt no, Loss, It was Wilder. Connor. It was Connor Cook played for the Raiders. Yes, that that's right. Oh,
0: you're right, you're right. And and the worst was Ryan Lindley with the Pan- with the Cardinals against the Panthers.
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's that, it just wow. a terrible.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's like what's the point of even making the playoffs at that point?
2: Yeah,
1: like
0: I'll, I mean Nick that Folk? was us
1: with Matt Castle that uh, when Mariota got injured, we almost yeah. made it in.
0: If it wasn't yeah. for the Texans missing a forty-four yeah. yard field goal,
1: Randy Bullock. Oh
2: God, yeah, that's so. Oh, that's that was the, Speaking of your worst Christmas memories, that was mine.
0: <laughs> that um, was a terrible day.
2: And I, yeah, yeah was, that was. So... It was almost a year, or almost what, two years ago? Yep, two years ago. But I, I mean, that was awful. Um. One thing I wanted to bring up, just if we're like kind of thinking about things, the Texans are potentially the number two seed. The AFC South will potentially get the number two seed if the, the AFC
0: uh, South getting is- two teams in the playoffs.
2: Oh, for sure. Like it, but I mean, that, that, that almost seems like a given. Like, and it, nobody will talk about it and it'll get swept under the rug again. But the AFC South is quietly one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. Um, but there, there's a legitimate chance that the Titans miss the playoffs. There's also a legitimate chance that they get a first round bye. The Titans?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Texans the, aren't losing.
2: Okay, hold on. The Tex the Eagles just beat the Rams on the road. And they get to play the Texans at home, and then the Texans have to play who's their last game?
1: The Jaguars. Jag-
2: which I mean, the Jaguars just are what you know, two two and a half weeks removed from uh, shutting out the Colts. Like, are you telling me that if they sack Deshaun Watson three times, if Yannick Ngakwe starts to go off early against the worst offensive line in football, that they can't grind out an ugly win? Where for whatever re- reason, uh,
1: I Jay don't know, was- man. That team's
2: bad. I mean, Jay, like the Texans are bad. Like that's the thing is, like the, the Texans Jets should
1: have are- won that game. By the way. Do what? They have that game. The Jets had that game against the Texans. Yeah,
2: the Texans are They're not against like if. I mean, if the Eagles beat, uh, the Texans, the winner, and I mean, and obviously, if the Texans lose against the Jaguars, which I think has a very real chance. Ha- I mean, the Jaguars are the worst nightmare for the Texans. Then the Colts and the Titans will be playing for a first round bye. But how does that? What happened to the Patriots? Well, the Patriots have to lose one more game, which I guess is is hard to think about. But also, the Patriots look terrible. They just lost to Miami, which on a fluke play, but they still were tight with Miami the whole game. And then they kind of got stomped out by the Steelers, who just lost to the Raiders and who were on like a three-game losing streak. Like, they lost to the Raiders and the Broncos in back-to-back games. I I don't know.
0: So don't- Houston has to lose
2: twice for the Titans to win the AFC South. Yes,
1: and the Patriots have rate. to lose once. Are we? Sh- are you sure we would have a better conference record? Yeah,
2: the, the for bec- uh, because the way apparently it works out is uh, with head seed- to head is the first tiebreaker. for Yeah, head to head is the first tiebreaker with seating. So if you end up with the same record, which we oh. would have one more time, the Titans would end up with. So I'm not never saying-
1: thought we'd say that, that. Yeah, we'd have the head to head against the Patriots. Yeah,
2: like or even to have the same record as them. Like so as crazy as it seems, there's I don't know, a forty percent chance that the Titans miss the playoffs. But there's also like a ten percent chance that they get a first round bye. Like that's how weird and tight the AFC playoff race is this year. And it
0: is very tight. And I think it's also it's a good tight. Like I feel like whatever team gets in, whether it's the Titans or Baltimore or Indianapolis, Can actually make some unlike the NFC where a terrible team is going to get in.
2: Yeah, like the Vikings and uh, Seahawks are going to like slide their way in, or the Eagles, like one of those teams is going to like backpedal their way in. I mean, it's like the
0: Lions used to always backpedal their way in and they would always lose in the first round because they were always bad. bad. Yeah. Three times it happened under Stafford. Yeah.
1: I mean, they always played the Saints and they never even came close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, they played New Orleans once, Dallas once, and Seattle once.
2: So, who are the best five teams in football right now?
0: <sighs> that's an interesting discussion, <laughs> and, I, and I think we're kind of stalling because I'm waiting on an email announcing if
2: any Titans <laughs> made the Pro Bowl, oh, and we don't that's... have anything with the Redskins to talk about. Hold on, before that happens, let's guess and see if we can think if any if uh, any Titans are going to make the Pro Bowl. I say no. I, I say. Bayard will make it as an alternate.
1: Doesn't one have to make it from each team?
2: No. No, that's no baseball. it's not. Like, oh <laughs> I was like, I've Whoops. never heard that rule, but Indian baseball makes sense.
1: Um, Casey's making the Pro Bowl.
0: Yeah, Casey will get in. I say Casey in regular and then Bayard as an alternate.
1: Yeah.
2: Lawan, it's no love.
1: No. Oh, yeah, Luan might get in. I think
2: he Luan is the only one deserving of a Pro
1: O line Ol- gets in by reputation now, so even if he hasn't had that great of a season, he might yeah. get it. just because definitely. he's been getting in.
2: Um, but, yeah, sorry. I, Kevin Byard, I said that. I should not have. Kevin Byard definitely is deserving of a Pro Bowl. I should not have said that Luan was the one that was pro- deserving. But, I mean, Jennings should be but won't. Try by the way, Will Compton is having an amazing season as a special teams player. Um, not that anybody cares at all, but he's doing very well as a, spe- I mean, the Titans have one of the best tackling special teams units in football, uh, with Compton, Trowick and Bates, uh, but all three of them should be Pro Bowl considered and Jennings should get it as a returner, um, if Cordero doesn't, but, uh, I, I don't, and, I don't. And Jayon,
1: just, Jayon don't Brown think- should be in the Pro Bowl.
2: The uh, Pro Bowl voting came out at a terrible time for Titans fans to vote because it came out as the Titans were losing back-to-back games and pushing themselves out of the playoff picture. Um, Is
0: there any any chance Derrick Henry gets in? 11 touchdowns, nearly 1,000 yards. That's interesting.
2: Um,
1: That would be ridiculous.
2: Well, it is. (laughs) Because it's two games. It's (laughs) fantastic. time so like fantasy playoff people might be voting and while they're voting for their own teams they vote for derrick henry who just put up massive numbers but I, I mean it probably happened a week too late if he'd have done it versus the jets and then done it against first against the jaguars maybe yeah. but how many good afc running backs are there
0: well kareem haunt's out kareem of the Hunt's picture gone. yeah, yeah <laughs> kareem Hunt
2: probably won't make it <laughs> <laughs> could uh-huh. you imagine if that He just be- gets it, like <laughs> it's like still on the graphic because they have it like locked in and haven't it changed it, and they publish it. Like that's totally something the NFL would do.
1: I think um, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, him. Uh, He'll Joe it. Mixon's been injured all year, so not him.
0: Joe Mixon has is five yards away from a thousand.
1: James Connor's probably going to get in. Yeah. yeah. The numbers.
2: yeah. Also, play I think, like first of all. I, I'm to the point where the Pittsburgh Steelers could put either one of us back there and we would rush for like a solid 800 yard oh, season. Yeah. Like, Feeling they the a so out
1: there um, on Sunday.
2: That <laughs> it's, I mean.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that that works against
2: Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. It does for sure. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. This has been, and he fired his agent. Um, all this is uh, speculation or rumors, uh, full disclaimer, everybody listening, um, but the rumor is is the agent didn't tell him that thinking that they would come to a long-term deal and then couldn't because he didn't realize the penalty that would happen, that like he would only make X amount of money if he sat out the whole season, and he well, didn't- Well,
0: yeah, you don't get paid for not playing, idiot.
2: Yeah. I think I think he I think he did not communicate that to Le'Veon Bell and Le'Veon Bell held out to a certain point and then the Steelers either stopped negotiating with him or Bell wouldn't take the offer. And so like it cost him a whole bunch of money and I mean I, I don't know that he's gonna sue his lawyer, but the rumors around that are like you could totally sue your agent. I said not lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um you could totally sue your agent for the stuff that's rumored to have happened, but I mean that that, I, I don't know of a guy who's been considered a premier player who's lost more money uh, without playing a snap or getting injured than Le'Veon Bell.
0: Yeah, that's rough situation for him.
2: Uh, but before we've got five minutes before we're gonna get
0: that news, let's talk about your question: the five best teams in the NFL, I, in no particular order. I'm gonna say Kansas City. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots, and Los Angeles Chargers. Do
2: you think the Patriots are a top five team? Mm. They're the Patriots. I, I don't I'm not sure I would put them in the top 10. They feel like the Patriots team lost to Baltimore in like, the, the, you know those like bad Patriots teams? And when I say bad, I mean they only made only got a little bit of home field advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I mean like, they just didn't have – I mean, part of their whole uh, nine wins or whatever they have is propped it will be propped up by wins over the Jets, Bills, and maybe Dolphins. I don't know if they won against the Dolphins the first time. But, like, they just – they beat bad teams well, which is a really good thing to do. But I just – I don't – I mean, the Titans stomped them out. Uh they didn't win in typical fashion versus Miami. Uh, the Steelers really just beat them down the whole game, and, and Brady's on pace for his lowest amount of touchdowns and highest amount of interceptions in his career. I think. Um, you I mentioned.
1: I think are there are two. Saying? I think there are two good teams in the NFL. <laughs> Maybe the, three. it
2: the Chargers and Chiefs.
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: I, I, with you. That, Like
1: maybe the saints, maybe the saints.
2: Yeah. Like the saints and then the Rams, I think have to be number four, just for what they could be. But golf has thrown six interceptions and no touchdowns in the last two weeks.
1: Not with golf playing like this, man. The same thing happened in the playoffs last year. They were the hottest team in the league. They play the Falcons and golf just can't make plays and they lose. So I don't, I don't trust that team right now. And Gurley's kind of gimpy with a knee injury. Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs and the Chargers are the best teams. Even though the Chiefs' defense isn't good, it doesn't matter. That yeah. offense is, is unbelievable.
0: Oh, Chicago. Dude. Chicago is all also- Chicago, yeah. Put them in ahead of New England. Yeah. Yes. Chicago
2: yes. should also be in
1: there. I about- that's an all-time defense. I'm just concerned about Trubisky, obviously. They yeah,
2: they, they're, the they're the defensive version of the Rams. Like, they've got this really powerful—which I guess is just the Jaguars— um, from last year like they've got this really powerful unit being held back by the fact that they don't have a top 10 to 15 quarterback and that's gonna hurt them and it won't when they're playing bad teams and he's throwing to wide open guys but it definitely will when you know you've got it like imagine the rams playing the bears in the second round of the playoffs yeah like it i mean it would be, be a fun game yeah it'll be like the, i mean they played what Two weeks two ago, weeks ago. It'll, it'll be like a nasty six. Yeah, it, it it would honestly, it it would have two of the best players in the NFL and Donald and Mac playing against each other, but um, like it would get overshadowed by how bad those guys were. Just like, I, I mean, I don't know it, it it would just be so hard to watch because bad quarterback plays hard to watch.
0: One minute until Pro Bowl stuff. Uh, we wanted to talk about this during the episode. Dennis Kelly versus Jack Conklin. Conklin out for this game. Kelly comes in, grades well on PFF. PFF can actually grade offensive linemen. That's the one (laughs) thing they're good at. Um, Moving forward, did the Titans kick Conklin inside and put Kelly at tackle? I think you have to because I think having Kelly on this roster and not using him is a waste of talent.
1: Yeah, we've been saying this for like the past month plus um, that this should be uh, the the Titans configuration. The problem was is still uh, whether Conklin can actually be a guard just because he's never never played that position um at, at a high level. i don't I don't think he's even lined up there uh, ever in college and in the NFL. So that's the only concern, but Ke- Kelly is just he's really solid every time he's been on the field uh, and and been playing meaningful significant snaps this season. He's been probably our second best lineman. Um, that isn't Taylor Luan. So uh, yeah, no. I definitely agree he needs to play. Quick interjection, we got the pro bowl. Yeah, news. I just you ready? Just saw, yeah.
0: In like regular Casey, Lewan, and Kern.
2: hmm Wow. Three nuts.
0: Yeah, nuts. In yeah. as alternates, Kevin Byer, Wesley Woodyard, Marcus Mariota, Ooh, and Derrick yeah. Henry.
2: Wow, dude,
1: that Mariota one is a yeah. shocker to me.
2: Uh, How in the world? Because he's amazing, just first of all. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad all the nice people voting finally realized uh, the boy king uh, is should be a pro bowler. Well, the coaches
0: same, and and, and, uh, and players decide too.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's probably because. Uh, I think Tom Brady and Drew Brees both said their favorite player is Marcus Mariota. Um, that's who they've said Darryl, they
1: were the, the Pro Bowl. That's absurd.
0: Who, Derek Henry or Mariota?
1: Dartrick McKinney from the Texans. It's ridiculous.
0: That's um, weird.
1: Dude, no, Henry makes sense because I was going through the AFC running backs. There is no one. Yeah. He's- and he's.
2: I I bet he would have gotten Pro Bowl votes even if he hadn't had these big back-to-back games.
1: Yeah. Like, just for the
2: fact that he's Derrick Henry and, like, he won the Heisman and people know him. Like, because you've got, like, NFC fans voting on this too, and they haven't seen any of these running backs really. And they're just like, oh, well, Derrick Henry, you know, I remember he had a good year last year. It's one of the reason why people think we should play him more now. I, like, like a, I don't want to be negative again because I do really like Wesley Woodyard, but for him to make the Pro Bowl this year is crazy to me. Like they must think he's Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah, yeah that, should, that should have been Jalen Brown's spot. I agree completely.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah, no Brown at all, no Logan Ryan at all.
1: Yeah, Logan Ryan,
2: I'll Ryan always had a hard hard battle just because corner is like yeah. slot corners. Even if they're great, don't get a lot of love. I can see Ryan
0: getting an all pro nod. I think that cuz there's a specific slot corner spot.
2: Uh the the only thing he's going to have to worry about is Bryce Callahan um because he's he was the star on or he was one of the stars on the Bears uh team and he was a pure slot corner. Um
1: But yeah. I to um, say Kern isn't having that great of a year, but he actually is. So yeah, he's yeah. been good That'd
0: lately. He he struggled for a little bit,
2: definitely.
1: Yeah, know. his num his he numbers are pretty good. So.
2: Um, I don't know. That, yeah. I
1: mean,
2: that's good. I I'm I'm very happy LaJuan got it because Lawan of the past month has absolutely been an All Pro player, and Lawan of the first four weeks, three weeks that he was healthy, was probably. Maybe borderline a Pro Bowl player, but to overcome the stuff he has and to be as good as he's been, this like now that he's finally kind of healthy, uh, is good. Uh, the players must have voted for him.
0: How long, how many in a row is this for Casey? Four? Uh, yeah. Is it time to start talking about it? Sounds crazy. Is it Hall time to fame? start talking about Hall of Fame for him?
2: No, absolutely not. Uh, to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to be in my, and now everybody's different definitions of this but you have to be one of the best players at your position for a whole era. I don't think he's been better than sue I don't think he's been been better than Aaron Donald. I don't think he's been better than Geno adkins Um yeah, and here's he hasn't the, had all thing, pro years. Though, I yeah. keep
0: hearing Eli Manning is a, is a, is a Hall of Famer. When has he ever been close to the best quarterback? That,
1: but he won two ranks right. So I don't think one to, to each Super I Bowl,
0: like
2: that. That's the that's, just... that's the
1: thing, though. The like the ring. That's the rings argument that everyone just has a fit about. I know, no, but
2: no quarterback that's ever won two Super Bowls has ever been left out of the Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, none
1: of them were as bad as Eli Manning.
2: <laughs> well, well, we'll see when he retires. But, like, he's going to have a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns just because he's played for so long. I mean, he's one of those Iron Man guys who's played, like, forever until they benched him last year for no damn reason. Um, who did they bench him for again? Geno Smith? Yeah, and they, I think that was who it was. And then uh, they fired the offensive coordinator, the head coach, who was the offensive McAdoo who looked like the penguin from Batman with his hair slicked back. <laughs> he had that play sheet that was like... God, he was a enormous. fool. Um, He'll <laughs> probably be like a future offensive coordinator of the Titans, and I'll be furious. Um, I but he had
0: the play sheet that was like a Cheesecake Factory menu. I mean,
2: yeah, he was of it Oh, man.
0: Well, th- that's going to do it for us. It's been kind of an all-over-the-place kind of an episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's been Uh,
2: fun. Y'all should enjoy this. It's
1: super fun. I like when we talk about other things that aren't the Washington Redskins.
2: (laughs) Yeah, That (laughs) that made it home, I think.
0: Um, We'll be back sometime later to to recap uh, Titans, Redskins, and at that point, we'll likely know whether the indie game is going to be a de facto wild card championship, if you will. Because if Ravens or the Steelers lose this week. Ravens playing Los Angeles slash San Diego, whatever you want to call them. Slash. And uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Steelers playing New Orleans. Um, one of those teams is going to lose. So if the Titans mm-hmm. get their, do their business, that game is going to be pretty huge.
2: Also, if the Eagles win and the Texans lose. Oh, my God. <laughs> we could have We could have a lot to talk about. Oh, gosh.
0: I can't wait. I cannot wait. Matias is coming to Nashville from his home in Miami. So, yes, the- sir. We will be there on Sunday, or on Saturday, rather. So, we'll talk to everyone after that. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich.